Welcome to Nerd Off, a weekly trivia podcast brought to you by Highball Trivia. Two contestants will face off in 10 categories. Each player will wager 10 or 20 points for their opponent on every question. If a player gets the question right, they get the points. If they get it wrong, their opponent gets the points. At the end of regulation, players will each face two final questions, one in each player's specialty. To earn their wager, which can be any or all of the points they've earned so far, players have to get both questions correct. Now here's your host, Andrew Buxbaum. All right, so we have another fantastic episode for you. This wasn't thrown together last minute at all. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, it was. Chris, thank you for filling in tonight, buddy. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little about yourself? I mean, it was either this or lose at Call of Duty, so it's one or the other. Lose to Jeremy, lose to a 13-year-old online who's going to call me a bitch. It's kind of one way or the other. I'm. It's fine. Uh, no, uh, my name is Chris. Uh, I am one of the hosts of the Pub Trivia Experience podcast and our sister podcast, Boozy Bracketology. Um, Pub Trivia Experience, pretty self-explanatory. If you haven't heard Boozy Bracketology, basically it is we take all of our favorite players, a lot of them in the trivia sphere, but we put them in a we put them in a best of three or best of five, and we argue out a thirty-two or sixty-four seed bracket until we crown a champion. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we're about to kick off a giant mega bracket with sixteen. Many brackets included till we crown the best 80s movie of all time. So really looking forward to that. Uh, that was really around this year. That is a fun little passion project those guys have. Uh, I don't necessarily always agree with their opinions, uh, <laughs> but uh, they sure as hell have a fun time getting there. Um, and, you know, pub trivia experience. You can never get enough trivia podcasts, in my opinion. So, uh you know, keep the content coming. And, you know, occasionally you can hear me on there when they make the bad choice of uh, putting me on. So we're literally recording in two days. Yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are. Um, and your opponent tonight, Jeremy. Glad you got your power back, buddy. But uh, tell us a little about you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeremy from Chicago, as always, IT tech by day trivia lover i guess i don't know I, I i do a lot of trivia podcasts do a trivia stream uh with brian nash every thursday and uh yeah i have been out of power uh for better part of yesterday and most of today because of the storms and that has been fun so i am here barely yeah the only storm chris has had lately is a uh, sun because he lives in florida Oh yeah, we know nothing about storms. You're right. We know absolutely nothing about storms. Well, storms don't even phase you all. Like either rains or hurricanes, or then it rains. This time of year, we're past hurricane season. Y'all are good for a few more months. Actually, hold on. So, fun trivia fact: I believe, if I'm not mistaken, since they started naming storms, there's only been one month where a hurricane did not form, and it's not February. Okay, well, it's not common in February. Nothing's common in February except anarchy. Writing that one down. Yeah, I like that. Is common in February, except anarchy. That might be your show title. That's what I was about to say. That's the most (laughs) interesting show title I've ever had. (laughs) People are going to look at that and go, "What the fuck happened on this podcast?" (laughs) Somebody's going to be searching for like anarchy for podcasts or something, and you're going to come up like top result. Oh, great. Right. And then I'm gonna, on an FBI watch list now. I know I'm going to end up in like some fucking QAnon forum and then on a watch list. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. I'll, I'll tell them you were an accomplice. They'll never believe it. I'm scotch clean. 
<laughs> no, 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 you clean bottles of scotch. One or the other. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get this kicked off today. Uh, let's do a little virtual coin flip here. Beep, beep. Hey, Chris, you want to be heads or tails? Uh, tails doesn't fail. Are you sure? No, it's 50-50, but I don't, that's a saying no. I've heard once or twice. All right, well, you're, uh, you're in seat one now. That's just for my own uh, record keeping here. All right, Chris, are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Our first category tonight is going to be in the everyday Q&A. That's right. I take questions from this year's everyday Q&A calendar. So if you if you subscribe to that and you have it sitting on your desk, you might have an advantage. If you haven't already gotten it, they still have copies and they're on sale for $15. Highly recommend at that price because, uh, you know, we still got 10 months of the year left here. And uh, it's a great resource, especially if, you know, you're trying to pull together last minute trivia games and you need resources. <laughs> I didn't write this game from two to three o'clock today. You can't prove that. <laughs> Neither can your boss. <laughs> That's right, because he doesn't listen. That's I will argue that I get more work done in a given day than he does, probably. But yeah, you know, it's a it's a good thing he doesn't. <laughs> Time listen. to bring out our surprise guest, Chris's <laughs> boss or Andrew's boss. Sorry, I'm looking at <laughs> eh, not in a Zencaster window. Not in what a you doing years. here. <laughs> Chris, what do you think uh, Jeremy knows about uh, stuff in the everyday Q&A calendar? Um, I think Jeremy's pretty well versed in the trivia calendar, so I'm going to go ahead and give him 10. Why do you say that? Because he's trying to sit Literally there looking like he trivia. doesn't have it? All the time. <laughs> and Jeremy, what about for Chris? Uh, well, I'm just going to go with what I was originally going to go and go 20 on this one just to kick it off. And uh, fun fact, I forgot to buy the calendar this year. So now that I know that they're on uh, sale, I need to get one. I had forgotten to. And then, you know, it was already after Christmas and I was like, ah, f it, I'm not ordering a calendar at this point. And then I then I heard the announcement that they were on sale and I was like, oh, well, that's a sign right there. Like, let me go ahead and do that. <laughs> Yeah, I've had the past two years and I meant to order one this year. And it's like, I don't know, ADHD, just like every I thought about it, like in the car, because I hear the hear it on the podcast. I'm like, right, I got to get a calendar gone from my mind by the end of the day. Same. It would be at the start of my drive. I would turn on the podcast. I'll be driving. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to order this right now. Like, let me order it when I get home. And then yeah, out of out of mind already. All right. Well, Chris, now here's your question. What is the more common name of the herb Althea officinalis found on riverbanks and in wetlands? The plant has historically been used in medicine and confectionery, and it's A-L-T-H-A-E-A-O-F-F-I-C-I-N-A-L-I-S. Found on riverbanks and in wetlands. I do not know. Uh, so medicine and confectionery, riverbanks, and in wetlands. I don't hear a lot of clues in there that's cluing me into anything specific. Uh, it's going to be one of those nights. Medicine and confectionery. I'm not going to get there through medicine. I'm just I'm not a science guy, but confectionery I might be able to get there through because I am a big fan of cupcakes. <laughs> and cheesecakes and 
Well, if you're a big fan of cupcakes, you should you should pop on over to my wedding. I wasn't invited, sir. Thanks for that reminder. You'll be at SporkleCon. I don't do SporkleCon, actually. Um, I actually don't know, and I'm just trying to think of something that is relevant with confectionery. Oh, Lord. I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to say cinnamon. It's not. It's nowhere near right, but it's the only thing that's coming to mind. Well, you were right to try to pick up on the um, riverbanks and wetlands. Wetlands, you know, include marshes. And the answer is marshmallow. Okay. Huh. I would have thrown a guess of vanilla. Like, maybe that was a type of orchid. Like, I don't know the scientific name of it. It is an orchid, actually. But, yeah, I believe. Um, All right. No worries. It's still early. It's still early, my friend. Jeremy, Wally is the first name of what well-known entrepreneur who was William Morris's first black talent agent before moving into the food industry? Uh, uh, Should have bought your calendar. I should have. Say that one more time. Yeah. Wally is the first name of what well-known entrepreneur who was William Morris's first black talent talent agent before moving into the food industry. I have absolutely no idea. Um, God, who's named Wally? When you first said it, I was thinking like Wall-E, like the movie, and then you went in this whole <laughs> other direction. So in my head, I'm like, all right, he's going to tie this into the movie somehow. Not where you went. Um, who do I know that's named Wally? Like... Uh... Wally Wallace. I don't think I have anything. Um, <laughs> well, the only Wally I'm thinking of now that's talking about is Wally West. So we'll go with that. He's Kid Flash. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is not Kid Flash. Uh, this would have gone very well with uh, the confectionery category. Because it is Wally Amos, famous, oh, famous Amos. Amos. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I was never going to throw. I had no idea his name was Wally. C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. Well, you both got some points there. And we're going to move on to our second category, which is in the Jeffrey Segurton Trivia Mastery Initiative Current Event Bonanza. So, uh, Jeremy, what do you think Chris knows about current events? Uh, let's keep at it for now. This bit me last time, but we'll go with it. Let's say 20. I should say last time I was on the show. I kept doing it and like I can think I'd get it right. <laughs> yep. All right, Chris, what do you think Jeremy knows about current events? I mean, considering he can't keep the current running in his house. <laughs> well, I think if it's in the last 12 hours, I might have a, a leg up here, but. This would be true. Jeremy's he's, he's pretty well read. I'm, I'm going to stick with my, I'm going to stick with 10 on this one. Slow and steady wins the race. I like it. All right, Jeremy. Louis Vuitton selected what entertainer as their new men's creative director? I bet he would be quite happy if the brand started producing oversized hats. You are like really laying it on me today, aren't you? All right, let's pick through this. Louis Vuitton, entertainment director. Oversized hats. Who wears hats? Okay. Um, oh God, what's that guy's name that, shoot, he hosts one of those shows and he wears a hat. What the hell is his name? 
All right. First thing that came to mind, I'm just going to go with it because I got nothing better. Is that Pharrell? That is, in fact, Pharrell. Oh, my, God. <sighs> my oh, vote would have been Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there was also the clue of he would be happy in there because. Uh, oh, my God. I didn't even catch the clue. If I had gotten the clue, I would have felt way more comfortable about that. <laughs> wow. Oh. Good ball. You said. Uh, uh, Fashion, not my expertise at all. So when you said Louis Vuitton, my brain kind of just half shut off. Like, Aww. you're not going to get this. It's okay. <laughs> all right, Chris, your current event question. Zooks, Z-O-O-X, the self-driving car subsidiary of this company, took passengers on public roads for the first time. No word if they arrived the next day or not. Well, the, the clue makes it very... Obviously, you're pointing towards Amazon, so uh, I'm going to go with Amazon. Well, you're going to go with the right answer. I'll take it. I'll take it. So just like that, we are tied. <laughs> Chris, would you like to go right to the final now? <laughs> uh, I mean, it would get me to sleep earlier, so yes. <laughs> oh, you're a parent of a young child. You don't get sleep. That's very true. <laughs> Well, what do you think your buddy Jeremy over here knows about geography? I'm going to give him 20. I got to live dangerously. Ooh. And Jeremy, what about Chris? What does Florida man know about geography? Well, since uh, that was probably a good play on his part, I'm also going to play it. I'm going to play it safe this time, and I'm going to go 10 because I am really weak on geography depending on where it's at. Okay, that's fair. Well, Chris, you are up first. Punta Ariana in what country is the southernmost city in the world with a population of over 100,000? And that's A-R-E-A-N-A. Punta Ariana. So one of my dream vacations is to take a a trip down to Tierra del Fuego. Um which is down on the southern tip of Argentina. Um, it's the like one of the most the last inhabited places before you get to, to Antarctica. The the name points me to South America. And when I think of South America in that space, it's either going to be Argentina or Chile. So I'm going to go Argentina because I know Tierra del Fuego, the majority of it is, if not all of it, is owned by Argentina. Well, I didn't say the southernmost city. I said the southernmost city with a population over 100,000. You coin flipped wrong. It is Chile. Ah. No, it, it, that's fair. That's fair. I just figured Argentina is at least wider. There's probably more chance there. I know. It was it's a Chile's great guess. All on the coast. Damn it. Chile is all on the coast. It's all coast. Okay. You had you had the uh, you had the, the two sides of the coin correct. It's just it landed wrong for you. But it could land wrong for Jeremy, too. He might not even just have a two-sided coin. He might end up with like a five-sided coin. Hoping you give Pull him out a D20. the D20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my gaming dice are in the in the next room over. All right, uh, Jeremy. While Tokyo is the world's most populous metro area, this Southeast Asian city is expected to take over the number one spot by 2035. You are really really doing this to me. Um. <laughs> You're a smart uh, fellow. Geography is just not my uh, strong point. So 
when I think of something in Asia that's going to be, I, I mean, I'm probably way off of this, but I, I immediately lean to China. And the question is, what do I choose? Um, because they have a lot of big cities, but so it's weird that Tokyo is actually a more populous city than anything in China. Unless I'm hearing the question wrong. World's most populous metro area. Metro area. Yeah. Okay. Um, would be taking over Tokyo. Um, I'm just going to go with Beijing. Oh, you want to go with Beijing, do you? Well, you are incorrect. I figured as much. Yeah, no, it's actually uh, going to be Jakarta, Indonesia. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't. That would not have come up anytime soon. <laughs> and I, I lost Chris. I could be wrong, but I think China's a lot of China's major cities. The population is pretty much within the city limits. Okay. So they don't, um, I they don't, don't count their metropolitan areas. It's just like only the city limits and something else. I, I, I don't know that they have huge population centers like right outside of the city limits. That would be my guess. Yeah, that's fair. Again, geography, not my strong point. Yeah. So easy 20 I mean, points for Chris. Tokyo, if you go by city limits, is like the 20th largest city in the world. It's not even like in the top 10. Yeah. That, but that, then when you add the metro area, it's number one. That's why I was surprised to hear that. But then, yeah, metropolitan area, but yeah. still. Um. All right. So where did Chris go? He said he's coming back. His power surged. You apparently <laughs> did something to him. It's spreading. I was like, he disappeared. And then I got a little buzz. Uh, from a message from him. <laughs> well, 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 look who decided to grace us with his presence again. Sorry, it's it's Florida, so the only thing we flip-flop on now is power. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Jeremy knows all about that. Yeah, no, I said it's spreading. I sent it well, your way. Good news for you. Jeremy missed his question. Yep, I did. I guessed uh, Beijing, and that was not correct. Shanghai or Hong Kong? Jakarta. Oh shit, Indonesia. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I wasn't gonna get there. Yeah. I was my brain immediately like, well, it's gotta be something in China because they're so populated. Um all right. So Chris now ta has taken the lead and has won the game. Congratulations, Chris. <laughs> I feel like I missed something. You've won electricity. Yay! I'll take it. All right. Well, your next category, gentlemen, is gonna be in sports. Jeremy, what do you think Mr. Chris knows about sports? Well, uh, I got to play some catch up, so let's try 20. 20. All right. You don't think he's sporty spice. Uh, I'm right. hoping it's something obscure. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what do you think about Jeremy's sports knowledge? Uh, I'm a Cubs fan. Jeremy's from, from, from Chicago, so I'm just going to ask him Cubs or White Sox? Cubs. Okay. I'm giving him 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We win once every 108 years. It's okay. I, I'm a Cubs fan, dude. I was there for the series. I was giving you the chance to catch up and even take the lead because I <laughs> like you. Yeah, but we all know how that works for the Cubs most of the time. 2016 happened. It did. Don't, 
Oh, it, it I'm did. Not anymore. I'm I'm gonna die a happy man. I, I got to watch that. So. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I was God. What's it like to wait an entire lifetime for your team to make the World Series happen? Uh, you're a Yankees fan, right? Yeah. What's it feel like to know the Cubs have a way more recent World Series win than the Yankees do? <laughs> Want to play count the rings? <laughs> we can count the rings. What about the rings post 2010? It's just one nothing. It's not like it's that much. <laughs> With the amount of money y'all spend on baseball, oh my God. it's pretty impressive. Oh, you know, I'm also a Rays fan because I am from Tampa. Let's count World Series. <laughs> okay, you need two teams to beat up on me. <laughs> I'm not a race fan. I could care less. I'm a Cubs fan, but I'm from Tampa, so I'm going to claim what I can claim. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeremy, you're up first. All right. According to FIFA, how long is the goalkeeper allowed to hold the ball? It is the same number of seconds in a rule for emotional intelligence. Say that one more time. I feel like there's a clue at the end part there, and I was focusing on trying to remember the soccer rule or All football right. rule. Yeah, yeah. Football. Yep. It's just as much football as the XFL, right? All right. According to FIFA, how long is a goalkeeper allowed to hold the ball? It is the same number of seconds in a rule for emotional intelligence. I, I might I might have had an appointment with my therapist today and yeah, well, I, I did a one of the things I was yeah, I changed my major so many times in college, but one of the things I focused on the longest was psychology. So when I heard that, I'm like, all right, hold on, let, let me refocus this question. So emotional intelligence, first thing that comes to mind with seconds is the six second rule. So I'm going to go with six. It is the six second rule. And, and that question didn't come about because of therapy today, because I wrote this game right before I went into therapy. Yeah, I also did that on the clock today, too. Me, I actually, had, I had a therapy session today too. It's amazing <laughs> how much on the clock. I did. Well, I'm salaried, so. But I well, will. Yeah, so lie, but yeah. For those out there that, that like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I need it or not, y'all. I will tell you, it's made my life a lot easier. It's it's yeah. wonderful. I mean, listen. Even if even if you don't think you need it, it it can't hurt. <laughs> yes. And most of the time, insurance covers it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Tell that to Harley Quinn. <laughs> I uh, listen, I spend fifteen dollars a week on far stupider things than therapy. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris, your question in sports. Football, the same kind of football we were just talking about. Football's rules were first codified in what country that has only one World Cup win, finishing fourth on two other occasions? Only one World Cup win, finishing fourth on a couple of occasions. Who just finished fourth this year? I feel like the fourth is a clue for the, for this most recent one. And I want to say it was Britain. I want to say it was the United Kingdom. So I'm going to go the United Kingdom. I'll give it to you. It's England. Okay. It is England. Yeah, they won one, and they've been fourth twice, including this year. It wasn't in there because of the this year thing. You just happened to make an I, assumption about my I logic a, that I got you there. That, was, that wasn't actually there, and I got the right answer. I'm going to take that as a win. <laughs> that is a win. That is a win. All right. Your next category, gentlemen, and you'll see where this is going in a, in a, in a few categories here. 
Your next category is Jewish. <laughs> Jeremy looks so perplexed. You'll see where it's going. There, there's a funny thing happening. Don't, don't just trust me. Just roll with it. Chris, what do you think uh, Jeremy's knowledge of uh, Jewish is? Uh, I don't know, but I feel like he's had a couple of tough ones in a row and he's bound to rebound. So I'm going to give him 10. All right. No, he got the last one right. Damn it. Can I change that to 20? Can I give him 20 now? Yeah. Jeremy, what do you want to give Chris in this category? They got lots of my people down in Florida. I will say that. (laughs) Uh, Let's go 20. What the hell? All right. Guys, both just throwing a bunch of power shots here. I like it. All right, Chris, you're up first. What word of Romanian origin refers to the highly seasoned smoked beef that is typically served in thin slices that is often associated with Jewish deli cuisine? Can I get a reread? Yeah. What word of Romanian origin refers to the highly seasoned smoked beef typically served in thin slices that is often associated with Jewish deli cuisine? I know what I want to guess, but I can't think of what it is. Well, that's problematic. It's very problematic. Like it was when I lived in New England, they 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 were kind of not everywhere, but like they weren't hard to find. What the hell were they called? Why is falafel the only thing coming to mind? I can't even think of how I would talk myself to it because it's right there. Well, not, I'm not sure it's the right answer, but the answer I want to give is like right there on the tip of my mind, and I can't get to it. Ah, uh, it's a Romanian descent, right? Mm-hmm. What the hell is it? It's a thinly sliced roast beef. Smoked beef. Sorry, smoked beef. It's, it's, uh... God! This is, this is so... <laughs> watching the struggle is so satisfying. Don't worry, it'd be the same satisfaction if it was Jeremy. Don't worry. What is it called? It's uh, like Ron Swanson would eat thirty of them if he could. What is it freaking called? Um, I'm gonna kick myself, but I don't. I can't get to it. What is that? It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, I can't keep. The, I can't keep this up. Uh I went to a restaurant here in Tampa called the Lucky Dill last night. I had myself a pastrami sandwich. I'm going to go pastrami. It's not right, but I know it's not. It is right. Jeremy's literally sitting here going all that time just to get to what you fucking had for dinner last night. Yeah, that is correct. It is pastrami. Is it really? Pastrami. Oh, come on. (laughs) Hold on. What is? What am I thinking of? Then it's not that. I don't know. Say it because it might be the answer to my question. Go ahead. Oh, my poker face was awful on that one. As soon as you just said it, I'm like, oh. What the fuck am I thinking of? It doesn't matter. Um, I feel I feel like I feel dirty getting those points. Why? Because there's no way to get to the answer. It just happened to be what I had for dinner at Lucky Dill last night. Well, that works out well for you. Jeremy, you said you love geography, right? Oh. 
So, Jeremy, in 1984, members of the Jewish community of what African country were airlifted to Israel in a secret mission known as Operation Moses? God, you are... <laughs> in a minute, he's about to be like, well, I went to, you know, this African restaurant last night, and it was this type of cuisine, but that can't be the right answer, so... My African geography, first off, sucks. Um... I have put countries in the wrong spot all the time. I need to get better at it. As do I. God damn. The last time I was asked a geography question for Africa, the answer was Ethiopia. So I'm just going to say Ethiopia because I know it's an African country and be done with it. You both are. You are. <laughs> yeah, if you're ever asked a question about a Jewish population in Africa, the answer is Ethiopia. You said okay. Moses. I'm like, is it Egypt? Like, <laughs> well, and, and that went through my head. I'm like, that'd be too easy. Like that. That's too obvious. It is. Yeah. Egypt does not really have a Jewish population. Well, I think they got rid of them all a while ago. They left. Like, yep. Some frogs came down to get out the, of here. The original Operation Moses. <laughs> now I want to go watch Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I don't know why that popped into my head. Because of the word operation. <laughs> I know we're doing next and board involving game, airplanes. Yeah. All right. Well, your next category, we're following Jewish with the category of space. Oh, my God. I bet you can get with guess what the next category is going to be. <laughs> Chris, what do you know about lasers? There's just something so satisfying about three fat men just sitting here hysterically laughing. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. All right, so, Jeremy, what do you think Chris knows about space? <laughs> Let's just go 20 and hope he didn't eat it for dinner last night. <laughs> oh, space cakes for dessert. <laughs> oh, Chris, what about for Jeremy? I'm hoping the answer isn't the cosmic brownie. I'm going to give him 10. What the f*** is wrong with us? Don't open that box, man. <clears throat> All right, Jeremy. In 1986, NASA began their National Aerospace Plane Program in an attempt to have the first suborbital passenger space liner. They gave that up in 1993. In 2018, what billionaire adventurers company achieved this feat? I've obviously got it narrowed down to two, and I always get this wrong. Actually, I might be wrong about that, too. You said 2018. See, my initial thing went to it was either SpaceX or it was uh, was it Blue Horizon. Um, but I think that's wrong. Like the more I'm thinking about this in my head. There was another. And now I'm trying to remember the guy's name because you need the billionaire's name. Mm hmm. Ah, uh, it was, oh my God, it was Virgin Galactic. And what is his name? Branson, Richard Branson. <laughs> Did you have him for dinner last night? No. That was dessert. No, like I immediately was going to the blue, not blue horizon, blue origin. Blue origin. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I was like, it's SpaceX or blue origin. I'm like, no, there was one before that. I remember this now. It was Virgin. Virgin. Yeah. What's his name? Good. Yo. All right, well, Chris, 
This planet has the highest average temperature at 847 degrees Fahrenheit. When you say this planet, we're, I'm assuming we're talking about in this solar system. In this so yeah, I'm not going to be that much of a dick. Yeah, so if I, I was I, asking you in a different solar system, I would tell you. You're from Jersey. I have to make sure that you're, you know, not pull one, being one of those guys. Hey, f- we're going to be in Florida in a couple of weeks. Why? Um, vacation. A f- typical New Jersey person comes out here for vacation. I get it. I get it. Um, I go up north for vacation. Uh, so I, I know I, I just I've deep dived on the this before, but I'm pretty sure that it's the gases on Venus that keep the heat in. Uh, Mercury doesn't really have an atmosphere to keep the heat in. So it just kind of bounces off of it. I'm going Venus. Yep. That's what actually makes this a question, because the logical answer would be, oh, Mercury is the closest to the sun. But without an atmosphere, it does not hold on to any heat. So uh, Venus is the answer. Gets uh, an average temperature of 847 degrees. So it's basically Florida. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, heading into our seventh question, Chris, you're up 110 to 90. How? Because uh, you had pastrami for dinner last night. <laughs> Literally all it is. So if you win this game tonight, you you know, you can proudly tell your wife, uh, my dietary habits helped me win at trivia. To be fair, there was also corned beef and smoked turkey on that sandwich, but I didn't think either of those would have been logical guesses. That's fair. That's fair. And that sounds like a freaking great sandwich. It does. Oh, it's I'm called hungry. the Sandwich Day of Brooklyn, and it's amazing. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm going to uh, have to check that out at some point. Well, we all know what the seventh category is. Lasers. Lasers. So, Jewish space lasers. Here we go. Um, what do you think uh, Jeremy knows about lasers, Chris? Freaking lasers. Again, I think he's a lot smarter at science than I am. I'm giving him 10. And Jeremy, what about for Chris? I got to try to make up some ground and go 20. I've I've dug myself a hole. I'm going to keep digging. Well, Chris, you're up first. You've probably had this question before. You've probably written this question at some point. It's made it into, you know, everyone's trivia repertoire at some point. But do you remember the answer? What does laser stand for? I do not remember the answer. Well, now it's um, time to get creative, mother. Uh, I need a pad and paper. Hold on. <laughs> freaking sharks with freaking lasers. This is great for podcasting. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I, I am a visual person, so. Lasers are super extra rule. So fun fact, there was in the original run of American Gladiators, there was a American Gladiator called Laser. Wasn't it L-A-Z-E-R, is, though? Yeah, probably. I mean, that's how you spell it. L-A-Z-E-R. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, I, I'm looking at it. I'm not going to come to a logical answer. So I'm going to go with lazy ass scientist explains radioactivity. I mean, it's not terrible. You at least followed the acronym there. Close, I'm going to get It's light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Laser. I, mean, I figured you might get it because you do like a good stimulated emission. Who doesn't, though? Like, who doesn't? 
That's fair. That's fair. Stimulate my ambition anytime you want. You just hope radiation isn't involved. That's true. <laughs> I've seen Chernobyl. No one, no one needs mutant babies. And the last of us for that matter, but hey. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. All right. The first form of laser was actually a maser, M-A-S-E-R, and won a Nobel Prize. What does the M in maser stand for? Oh, thank God. Uh, I believe that's microwave. It is microwave. Nicely done. I didn't know that one. So, Jeremy, you have taken back a slight lead. Don't feel bad, though, because I did not remember the full thing of laser either. So I'm glad you got that one. <laughs> like, I knew it was light amplification, but I'm like, we're losing after that. And R was radiation, but. Oh, don't worry. I have already forgotten it. And I read the answer about a minute ago. So it's one that never sticks in my head. And the amount of times I've either asked or been asked that question, like I, I can't even remember how many times at this point it's been so many. I, I'm just kicking myself because I need, I just need to remember that it's dirty and stimulated emission. Yeah. I'm really shocked that I can't remember that because I don't remember who I made that joke with literally the last time I've asked this question. But I made that exact same dirty joke, and I still can't remember. Ooh, what you, what you drinking there, Chris? Uh, this is a, a bottle that I, I I just bought last weekend, and I love it. It's uh, called Tipplers. It is a bottle from St. Pete Distillery here in St. Petersburg, Florida. They have an orange liqueur that's awesome. But with the Tipplers, you can only buy this at the store if you see them out live. Uh, with Tipplers, this is a combination of their orange liqueur with their bourbon. So it's like a really sweet with a little bourbon flavor in the back. It's 70 proof. Uh, I'm going to drink it straight. Usually I have it on ice, but I finished my beer and I'm looking for uh, a little post beer dessert. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I'm a big fan of this drink. Well, while you're pouring and sipping there, think about what you want uh, to wager for Jeremy on the category of musical instruments. Hmm. I don't know Jeremy well enough to know how he is with music. Um, I can tell he knows lighting. He knows uh, stage design to an extent. He's able to position his lights exactly correct, where he's got the foreground and the, and the background lit. He's got lights on both sides of his face. One light is slightly darker than the other to give it uh, yeah. a feeling of depth. Nicely done there. Yeah, that was on purpose, totally. <laughs> with all that being said, I'm going to give him 20. All right. <laughs> That was a lot of buildup to give him 20. <laughs> I, I've been drinking and when I talk, you know this, I can't stop talking sometimes. Yeah, I'm well aware. I'm well aware and I love it. And it makes for, it actually makes for good podcasting. Uh, Jeremy, what about for our friend Chris over here? He just let you know he's in his cups a little bit. So uh, that might affect wagering. Or is he just toying with you? Probably, but I'll just go 20 as well. Yeah, I'm not talking with you. I don't know anything about musical instruments. <laughs> I played trombone for one year. So unless the answer is trombone or getting a D in ma- band, I'm out. All right. Well, Jeremy. <clears throat> All right. Venezuelan luthier, Baltazar Monica, M-O-N-A-C-A, performed a Vivaldi concerto, conch- bleh, concerto 
on a three-inch version of what instrument in 2014? I don't know if this is right. But <laughs> it was not Chris's penis. No, no. Well, that'd been a good joke. But the the joke is the uh, you know, the world's smallest violin playing your sad song. So we're just going to the world's smallest violin or just violin. The answer is the violin, and it was the world's smallest violin. It is the <laughs> oh, smallest violin ever recorded fact. to be played. Nicely done. Well, we are going from the world's smallest violin to this following question for Chris. The great stalagpipe organ is considered by the good folks at the Guinness Book to be the world's largest musical instrument. It covers 3.5 acres of what Virginia location? The Great Stalagpipe Organ. Great Stalagpipe Organ? What Virginia location? Huh, that's interesting. My, my original thought was uh, Monticello, but, you know, I know that Jefferson had uh, a love of spending money. That's a lot of space. He says, what, 3.5 acres? Mm-hmm. So it's it doesn't sound like it's necessarily something all man made. The thing in the back of my head is is saying maybe it's Arlington National Cemetery. Maybe it's somehow built in or around Arlington. Um, you said location, which tells me it may not be something quite that specific. Maybe it's a, a national park or something like that that's there, and they've done some working to make an organ out of natural phenomenon. But I'm going to go Arlington. I don't have a better guess. Hoping that they turned the uh, tombstones into a musical instrument. Well, that would be the world's largest xylophone. <laughs> I'm going to hell. I know I'm going to hell. Uh, no, the great stalactite organ is in Luray Caverns. Never heard of it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I figured it might be something natural, but never heard of it. So, never heard of Luray Caverns? Nope. Never even Me met either. her. <laughs> God damn it, Chris. <laughs> I do. <clears throat> I'm like, it has to be some kind of cave system because of the name, but like, I couldn't tell you what cave system that was. I don't know a single cave system, or I couldn't even name a natural national park in Virginia, so I was out. It's the largest caverns in the eastern United States. Is that where they, is that where, uh, never mind. Off topic, go ahead. No, no, I kind of want to know now. There's the there's an Australian horror movie, uh, and now I can't think of what it's called. Uh, where these all, all this all girl team goes splunking, gets caught, and then gets has to fight off humanoid creatures. Oh, and it's one of my favorite horror movies, and I can't remember the name can't of it. I can't think of what it's called. And the director is the same director that did Doomsday, the same director that did the Hellboy remake. And I can't think of what the damn movie's called because it's yeah. by far his best movie. I didn't see it, but I had wanted oh, to, and then I forgot about it. It's amazing, but... Well, when you think of the name, just shout it out, even if it completely interrupts the podcast. I'm uh, going to next... be deep in thought. <laughs> I'm trying to think about what it is, too, and I'm like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember seeing the preview for it, yeah. and I was like, this is going to be good, and then I completely forgot about it. No, it's so it's one of the best horror movies I've ever seen, and it is called... That never works for me. Pastrami.
with you. <laughs> the only one that I can for sure say is an Australian horror movie is Babadook, and I don't think that's it. <laughs> no, it's 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 an Australian horror movie, but it's set in the U.S. It's very weird, and it's The Descent. The Descent. Oh, yes. Okay, yep. All right, well, gentlemen, your ninth category tonight, with Jeremy now taking a one sixty to one ten lead, is in art. Jeremy, what do you think Chris knows about art? I'm going to play it safe and go 10. All righty. And Chris, what about for Jeremy? I got to make up ground. I'm going to pull a, some Jeremy logic here. I can go 20. All right. All right. So we're on an even, an odd question. So Chris, you go first. This 1937 Picasso painting was a cubist interpretation of the destruction of a Basque town during the Spanish Civil War. Jeremy should have gone 20, because I don't know art unless it's a little bit of Degas, the one painting by... Uh, the only reason I know Degas is my little brother played him in a play in high school, and I kind of deep-dived on him back then. Uh, uh, good old Degas. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't name a piece of art by Picasso. I, I don't have necessarily a guess. A cubist interpretation of which battle was it? It was uh, a cubist interpretation of the destruction of a Basque town during the Spanish Civil War. Ode to Barcelona. I, I don't know. Nope, that would be uh, Guernica. Oh. That famous painting. Yep. <laughs> yep. My bad. Yeah, you- it, it, I had no art. clue on that one either. And I'm like, I'm going to hear the answer and be really mad because I do know names of Picasso's paintings. And I'm like, nothing's coming to mind besides the old guitarist, which is not what we're looking for here. <laughs> Have you heard of that one at least? Yeah, I've heard of Guernica. All right. Well, Jeremy, the only work this artist sold before his 1890 death was the Red Vineyard near Arles. Well... It's the right time frame and ties into my favorite Doctor Who episode. So my guess, and I'm not sure if it's right, would be uh, Van Gogh because he did not sell a lot while he was alive. He became very famous post-mortem. I thought that, but I could swear he sold a lot to his brother. Well, yeah, but it wasn't like he didn't actually. It it was basically, I feel sorry for you. I'm going to buy your paintings. It wasn't he became popular or famous. Well, the only painting Van Gogh sold during his lifetime was the uh, Red Vineyard near Arles. So... Your Doctor Who knowledge benefited you here. The amount of stuff you guys are pulling out of your ass just because, well, it's the only thing tangentially related that I know is amazing and I love it. Well, is this the picture? Are you, is it the one with like the like field with the red flowers? And um, I think there's people or animals or something in there, but I don't know for sure. It's like a there's a lot of yellow if I remember correctly, but there's a lot of red like yeah the this the the upper right corner well the upper right probably like fifth of the painting is the sun, and then along the right side the sun's reflecting along the water so that's pretty yellow too, and then yeah it's uh red plants I mean it's a vineyard so it's not flowers really but yeah it's people picking at the vines there yep you you have the you have the right painting i didn't realize that was water in there i thought that was just part of the field like (laughs) 
Like, I guess that could and be a vineyard. A, it's a waterway right next to it. Not deep, but it looks. It definitely looks to be water. So it's probably a little stream running next to it. I mean, someone's standing in it, so it's obviously not deep. And that is Art Talk. Uh, that's our new <laughs> podcast here from Nerd Off. Um, all right. So you are expanding your lead here in the home stretch, Jeremy. You are now up 190 to 110. Picking up 30 points there. Uh, so your final category tonight is drugs are bad, okay? Okay. Chris, what do you think Jeremy knows about drugs? I mean, Jeremy hangs out with Brian Nash all the time, so I feel like uh, if he did drugs, Brian would report that as part of the uh, the Daily Bugle. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to give him 10. Bring me pictures of Jeremy Goodson doing drugs. Um, Jeremy, what about for Chris? Uh, let's just end on a high note. Let's go 20. And on a high note, I see what you did there. I see what you did <laughs> there. That was quite clever of you. All right. Jeremy. Andrew. This drug, whose name was coined by the German pharmaceutical company Bayer in the late 1800s, was sold as a cough suppressant in the U.S. from 1895 until 1924. Uh, might be wrong. The only thing I know that Bayer is for sure known for is aspirin, so let's go aspirin. That a little bit stronger than aspirin. That would be uh, heroin. That would be heroin. Oh, well, shit. Okay. <laughs> I, I should have I thought about that because I do know that was used as... Uh, a few things, but yeah, cough suppressant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you and won't be stop. coughing when you're, you know, comatose, but sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How bad All does right. your cough have to be? <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Well, Chris, this opioid gets its name from the Greek god of sleep. Okay. Well, an opioid. Oh, God. Uh, I believe it or not, I'm not good at my drugs. Um, I believe it. Well, you would think Florida man. I'd have a pretty well-versed knowledge. And they give it out in schools, for God's sake. Yeah, but in Florida, they just mix it all together. and It's called a Florida cocktail. Uh, what, what bothers me is I don't know what is an opiate versus anything else. Can I be pedantic before this? Because I think I know what you're going for. And I think you mean the Greek god of dreams, not the Greek god of sleep. All right, well, yeah, where I pulled the question from said uh, sleep, but yes, dreams is probably more accurate. I don't think it's going to help him, though. Uh, I'm just going to go LSD. It is not LSD. It is morphine for the Greek god Morpheus. Uh, it, it didn't click till I was sitting there trying to figure it out in my head, and I'm like, wait, he probably means Morpheus, who is dreams, whereas sleep, I think, is hypnosis. Isn't... It isn't Morpheus from, uh, isn't that one of the characters in Sandman? No it's the main in character in Sandman, yes. Yeah. That's why it clicked in my head eventually. That, I'm like, that, oh, that's wait. where I should have gone. I, I was under, I was in like illicit drug category. I couldn't get my head out of illicit drugs. I wasn't thinking of, you know, prescription drugs. That's on me. No, you're good. I think that locks me out. I don't think so. It does not. You're at 120 and Jeremy is at. Uh, do, 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 210. Hey, wagers got a lot easier. 
Oh, did they? Yeah, hypnosis, the Greek got asleep. You're right. Well, that little trivia book that uh, my lady got me for Valentine's Day had an incorrect fact in it. <laughs> that means you got a dumper. Sorry, bro. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to pass on doing that. All right. Um, well, heading into the final, like I said, it's 210 to 120. Jeremy, you're up. Uh, Jeremy's final theme uh, questions here, specialty category is going to be MCU. Uh, really? He disappears right then? <laughs> Motherfucker. Did I not say I was going to mess up here? Yeah, and of course it happens right at the final. It's like, all right, Jeremy's final category is, all right, go to fucking hell, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> Jeremy's final category uh, that he picked was the MCU. The complete weakness for Chris. Like, Chris is just trash at, uh, at Marvel as a topic. No, he's not. And uh, the uh, the topic that uh, Chris chose on the fly going into this game was my cousin Vinny. And not British Monarchs, as uh, Carrie had originally chosen for this game. How am I supposed to know anything about his cousin, Vinny? Well, uh, he's, he's from Brooklyn. All right. That's all you need to know. <laughs> so many um, jokes not making any of them until here's question. <laughs> so it's a very valid question all right jeremy in the mcu uh do you want um, wagers oh yeah send me your wagers i'm sorry i forgot that you haven't done that already since you you know you disappeared and all that shit um yeah send me some wagers uh, i gotta do math hold on let me let me ask does he need to get both questions right or just one question right uh you both need to get both questions right does your wager still stand yeah <laughs> I didn't change anything. I just want to know how to calculate it if I'm going to win or lose. I, I sent it to you on Facebook. Yep, I see it, and I I I knew what both of your wagers were going into this. I've played with both of you enough to to know where things were going to go. That sounded dirty. Yeah, Katie. I like playing with you boys. All right, Jeremy. Urged. <laughs> All right. Um, in the MCU, Captain America was on ice for many years before being thought out in the movie Captain America, the first Avenger. What year was Steve Rogers thought out? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> um, shit. Uh, how many years was he in ice? Um, it was nearly 70 years. It was before the end of the war. Uh, damn that. It's a good question. Um, Isn't it? Let's see. Well, you know, let's just what year did the movie come out? Uh, it'd be around. Let's see. Iron Man was 2008. It's a few years. Let's say 2011. All right. So you're locking in 2011. All right. And, uh, the easier MCU question here that in fairness was written before I knew another MCU guy was stepping into this game. Uh, Steve Rogers was from this New York City borough, the same one where the first roller coaster in the U.S. debuted in 1884. Where are you from, kid? Queens. Brooklyn. All right, so Chris is locking in with Brooklyn. 
as many problems I have with the Civil War fight scene at the end, that's a that's a great moment. It is a great moment. We're going to escape the fact that Cap did not have any idea that he had superpowers and still tried to drop a plane on his head. <laughs> we say Brooklyn, I think it's 9-9. Nine, nine. <laughs> oh, great freaking show. Cap tried to decapitate and murder a 15-year-old boy. Just keep that in mind. Fortunately, <laughs> he had superpowers. Maybe he's a war well, In his defense, he was wearing a mask. He didn't know he was a kid. Did you hear his voice? He wasn't 40. <laughs> True. That is very fair. All right. We're heading over to my cousin Vinny. Wait, is it my cousin Vinny or Chris's cousin Vinny? It's literally my. Chris, do we have the same cousin Vinny? Yeah. Vincent LaGuardia oh. Gambini. Yeah, it's my cousin Vinny. Yeah, it's everyone's cousin Vinny. All right. Well, uh... is the question, what's his full name? No, it's not. That would <laughs> that would have been way too easy. Um so while the characters on trial drove a 1964 Buick Skylark, what was the year making model of the car that the actual murderers drove? Well, it could have been a Corvette, which no one, no one would mistake for the Buick Skylark. But the oh, other. This is the worst Marissa Tomei impression I've ever heard in my life. Terrible. Please continue. It is terrible. Um, what I I know it's a year off, and I don't know if it's a year up or a year back. So is it a 63 Pontiac Tempest or a 65 Pontiac Tempest? And 63 sounds better. So I'm going to say a 63 Pontiac Tempest. All right. You're locking in with a 1963 Pontiac Tempest. All right, Jeremy, your question in My Cousin Vinny. During the filming of My Cousin Vinny, Joe Pesci won an Oscar for another movie. What was the movie? Oh, God. I hope it's Goodfellas, because that's all I've got around the same time frame that Joe Pesci was in. So we're going to go Goodfellas. All right. Jeremy's locking in Goodfellas. Let's go back to the MCU and go over some answers. All right. Captain America was thought out in 2011. Jeremy, you oh have my that God. correct. Yeah, I, and it was 2010 out. through 2012 is when it came out, and I just didn't remember the movie, what year, I so I went in the middle. Right? I think the movie yeah. was 2011 because Iron Man 2 was 2010. Iron Man and Hulk were 2008. Yeah. Yep. I remember I remember it started in 2008, and I knew that was Iron Man. Hulk was right after. Yeah. It was like May and then they had July, the scenes at the end. You know, they were doing the, the scenes, and I'm like, I know it was like between three and five years later that they finally did Captain America. So we're going to go dead center of that. And good it was ball. such a good movie. It was such a good movie. And Chris, you are correct. Steve Rogers is from Brooklyn, specifically Brooklyn Heights. Um, all right. So moving over to my cousin Vinny. Let's go to Jeremy's question first. Jeremy. Yes. The Academy Award he won was for Goodfellas. And now, Whew, okay. the moment of truth. It was a Pontiac Tempest. Was it 63 or 65? The difference between you both getting them both right or Chris missing is his recall. And it was a 1963 Pontiac Tempest. Oh. So you both oh, have no. gotten your <laughs> wagers. Chris, let's find out what you wagered first. What did you wager today? All in. 
You shoved all in with 120, bringing you up to 240. Jeremy, you walked into this final with a score of 210. You need to wager at least 31 to beat this guy. What did you wager today? So in my defense, for whatever reason, I thought we had the same score. (laughs) So... I mean, I th- not the same score, but I thought you. Were, I thought I was exactly double your points in my head. I, I was exactly double your points. I oh, math because he thought he had been doubled up already. That's why not doubled up, but like locked. He thought he'd been it, locked out. Yeah, yeah not yeah. Lo- well, not necessarily locked out. But I thought if he doubled, he would hit my score. Yeah. So I bet zero. So with a final <laughs> score of two forty to two ten, I'm going to let Chris pick himself up a little bit first. He's laughing a little bit right now. You thought you were going to get smoked tonight, Chris, but you pulled it out in the final. No, to be fair, I got smoked tonight, Drew. You got smoked just like that pastrami. Oh, that was a good pastrami. Good game. A good game. Was I, a I was game. actually, when I saw you got it right, I'm like, oh my God, we just got a tie. Like in my head, I'm like, we just tied. And then you said the scores again. I'm like, no, we didn't. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That, that, don't that's don't you like when math isn't your friend? Yep. I work at a bank. Math is seldom my friend. Oh, <laughs> well, that was a great game, guys. Uh, give you a second to, you know, promote anything on your way out. Jeremy, uh, we're going to go to you first uh, as our loser tonight. <laughs> oh, that was a fun game. So thank you, Drew. Uh, that really was a lot of fun. Um, Always. They say winners bet zero. It didn't work for me this time. Um <laughs> now, losers also bet zero. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, for me, uh, the only thing I really have to pimp out that I normally do on the trivia podcast is usually Thursday nights on my stream, which is twitch.tv slash LK Jeremy. We do uh, me and along with Brian Nash, we put on a game of his uh, geek trivia because it's, it's the live show that he runs every week at a bar. We do it on stream and we have an extra round five that I write. And to uh, for round five, we pick that by at the end of every game, we roll a die. And if your number comes up, whichever team uh, you are. So b- based on the final rankings, you can choose the round five for next week. And it can be anything you want. Ooh. Some people t- choose to make that geeky categories. Some people choose not to. Uh, this next week uh, is going to be Pink Floyd. Was the chosen Ooh. category. See, I might have to jump in on this so that I can get a category in there. Um, so our uh, our um, the one from two weeks ago, or three—I don't know—it's two. Maybe it was, I think it was two games ago. Was uh, thanks to El Guapo, who I probably listens to this podcast. He chose uh, porn parodies of real movies. That is amazing. was our round five. That is awesome. I'd probably do better on that than I'd like to admit. <laughs> so we, we have a lot of fun with it. Um, if you're just into trivia, check that out. Otherwise, I stream a bunch of other random stuff. I'll do lingo from time to time. And uh, just if I'm playing a game, a lot of times I'll throw up the game just because. Awesome. Yeah, you can usually find Jeremy on Twitch. He's He's there often. Um, and Chris, what would you like to, uh, pimp out? I have a feeling I know. I think it's the same things you've already pimped out. You already heard me pimp that stuff out before. Um, 
give well, us a uh, listen. What's, uh, what's your what's your Patreon over there? And I'll get back to you, Jeremy, too, because I know you guys have a Patreon, right? Me? No. Well, Jay does. I'll pimp out Jay's. Yeah, you can come back to me at the end. Chris, you first, buddy. Uh, yeah, with your liquid courage. Uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B, but just to pimp something out, uh, just freaking be nice to each other. Seriously, there's enough dicks in this world. Just be a good person. There's three of us right here right now. Yeah, but we're dicks <laughs> to each other. To the general public, I hope we're good people. We are. We are. You know? well, at least you two are. I like to think I am, but, uh, you know, I feel it's kind of arrogant to judge yourself on that. So uh, I just try. I try. I, I, and, hope, uh, I hope my actions live up to my words, but just be a good person. Help yeah, other so people. Far, you can help you other are. people. Um, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't help anyone to be mean or cruel. There's enough of that in the world today. So be unique, be a good person and build people up instead of tearing them down. Beautiful. And uh, Jeremy, did you want to go ahead and plug uh, that liquid courage Patreon for Jay? Uh, yeah. So Jay runs something called the world trivia federation, um, which I am super happy to be a part of. We have a ton of fun with it. It's three quizzes a week. Uh, you get it in your email. You have 36 hours to answer. So think kind of like Learned League and some of the other trivia stuff or trivia leagues out there. Um, there's no forfeits. So if you can't make one in a week, you just, or you can't make it in a game, it's fine. It doesn't count against you. Um, and it is patreon.com slash liquid courage for as little as $2 a month. You can get in on it. And uh, I always like to tell people, come in, uh, come and play me. And that's courage with a K. Yes. Liquid courage, if you will. It's like, yeah, cool. All right. Well, uh, that is it for this show. If you want to, if you enjoyed what you heard and you want to get in on uh, some of the Patreon action on this, it's uh, surprisingly patreon.com slash nerd off. It's uh, really complicated. Um, you know, donate a dollar a month, donate $800 a month, you know, whatever you got or donate nothing. I will still be putting out all this beautiful content for you people. The only difference is going to be we're going to start doing some bonus episodes uh, for those who contribute. And, uh, you know, you get some swag in the mail. You know, you get a nice little handwritten note from me. Nice little sticker going on. Uh, I was trying to see see if I had one right over here to hold up, but no one listening would be able to see it anyway. So that kind of defeats the purpose. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for coming on. I know Chris wants to go to bed. It's his bedtime. Very much so. <laughs> All right. I will catch you guys on the flippy floppy. That's it for this episode of Nerd Off. Tune in next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel.